Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. And I'm Emily, a writer and editor. We're just two type 1 diabetic ladies trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week's very special guest is Fiona Wild. Did I pronounce your name correctly? I forgot to ask you that. You did. Fiona. You nailed it. Yay. <laughs> welcome. What a smooth welcome on my end. Apologies. <laughs> um, no need. Thank you so much for having me. So welcome to Pancreas Pals. Of course. Thanks for coming on. We're so excited to get to know everything about you that sounded creepy, but I'm just so inspired by all of the amazing mm-hmm. things you do. For the listeners who are unfamiliar with Fiona, that's a shame. You should definitely get familiar with her and follow her on Instagram, which is at Fiona Wild, and we'll spell all that stuff out for you. Stuff is in your name. Wow, I'm losing my mind. And um, Fiona is well known for stand-up paddleboarding and being a huge advocate for the diabetes community. Uh, can we just kick off with uh, finding out how you were diagnosed? Sure. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 18 years old. I am currently 22, and I was actually diagnosed on my high school graduation day. So it was kind of oh, like no. a, woohoo, I'm done with high school. Okay, let's go take on the world. And then in the afternoon, it was like, ah, what's happening Boom. to me? I'm following apart um, with a lot more emotion no. and frustration than that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, kind of a shocking one for me. It was my first year uh, being contracted as a professional athlete. So I'd actually mm-hmm. only competed in like one race. Um, you know, and like for me growing up, you know, as an athlete competing in all sorts of different sports. I grew up competing in, you know, soccer and cross country and on the water and windsurfing and and then stand-up paddling. I was always like, wow, you know, to be a professional athlete would be spectacular. And um, then it all came together. In fall of senior year, I was actually doing online school the last three years of high school so I could go and compete and, you know, try to kind of get towards – actually the spot that I got to where Starboard um, signed me up for their pro team. And they're, they're one of the bit largest um, windsurf and Santa Paddle uh, board manufacturers in the world. So it was like this huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is so cool. This is all I've ever wanted. That is I did so one cool. race. Thanks. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like, okay, you know, I could, I could make this happen. Maybe. Yeah, like literal dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of big dream, but yes. <laughs> um, and so I did one race and it was, you know, going super good, super good, super good. I was in second, you know, in the pro fleet until just close to the end. In the last like 10 minutes, I went from second place to sixth and just kind of crawled across the finish line not feeling so great. Oh, no. I was like, well, okay. You know, I was bummed because this was like my time to come out of the gates, swing in mm-hmm. and... Uh, I couldn't figure out, you know, what was up. And so I did a couple more races the following weekend and the weekend after that. I just felt horrible. You know, I was just Mm -hmm. um, losing weight. I was sleeping all day. You know how it goes. Like, um, drinking so much water. And yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was just like, what is going on with me? And so it, uh, 
I went to the doctor a few times actually. Uh, and they sent me away cause I had an infection and they just gave me some antibiotics and was like, mm-hmm. okay, this will, you know, take care of it. Uh, take care of it. And then it finally wasn't going away. I kept coming back. And then I went into my um, primary care doctor and kind of explained all this stuff. And literally that morning I had run downstairs to my mom and I was like, look, guess what? I have no more high school left. Like I have actual no more school left to do. I am done. (laughs) Like this Mm -hmm. is it. And, you know, she was so happy for me. And um, then the afternoon, like I went to the doctors and, I explained all of that and it was a day I was feeling the best out of the last, you know, yeah. two months or so because, you know, I was so probably. happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then I get in there and I'm explaining it and I just have like the smile on my face. My doctor's like, well, all right. Um, has anybody ever checked your blood sugar? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is that? And uh, what's involved mm-hmm. with that? And he goes, well, you know, you just need to, I just need to prick your finger. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds a lot easier than, you know, what I was expecting, like, you know, multiple blood draws and this and that, whatever. Okay. And he, he pricked my finger and the number on the meter was 586. No. And I was like, oh, wow. great. What's that out of? A thousand? <laughs> I had no idea. No idea what it was, you know? And I was oh. just like, okay. And he's just kind of sitting there and he's kind of shaking his head. And I'm like, oh, that's not good when your doctor shakes your head. And he's like, mm-hmm. well you have type 1 diabetes. I was like, ah! <laughs> you right. know, I, I mean, honestly, in the doctor's office there, I just went to the doctor's office on my own. So it was just me no. and the doctor. And oh my God. I was just like, okay, I think that's a now disease. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I really had no context to what type 1 diabetes was. You know, I'd heard about type 2 diabetes right. or mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just feel like there's so little information out there that something like diabetes, you don't know until you have it or you have a relationship to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically I went home and he gave me his phone number and I went downstairs for a second time that day, this time crying. And my mom was like, (laughs) you know, what's going on? And uh, we got my dad home and um, we called the doctor and he kind of walked us through everything. And that night was pretty awful. Uh, I remember my mom mm-hmm. telling me, she's like, this will be the worst night. It'll get better after this. It's like, okay. And the next day I got set up with a, a diabetes educator um, here mm-hmm. in my hometown of Hood River. And from there we kind of went on the, we just got things started. Yeah, exactly. We just started. And luckily I was, you know, very fortunate to have positive people around me. Mm-hmm. Um the thing was a little crazy is I was supposed to go to Europe Casual. like four right. days later to race in my first, uh, yeah, to race my first European championship tour series. And uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen with that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know what happens. And a couple of days after I got on insulin, um, I came back down and my blood sugars were steadier and in range. And I asked my doctor, I was like, okay, if this is a bad idea, you know, like if it's bad for my health, we will not go. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go. It's more important for me to get healthy. And my doctor looked at me and was like, that is not my decision to make. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're going. Yes. <laughs> and my dad came with me. I kind of <laughs> love your doctor, actually. <laughs> yeah, mine would have been like, bye, stay forever. <laughs> like you can't do yeah. anything anymore. It was, it was awesome. actually the best I don't know if there is a good, but there it was the best introduction to type one diabetes that I could get. Yeah, because it just kind of showed me it was like, okay, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to take a lot of time to adjust to. 
and you know mm-hmm. to figure out all the systems but like if there's something you really want to do still do it because you can exactly I I think that impacts your mindset about it like so strongly especially in that first couple days and your doctor is saying like no do what you need to do of course it's that's that's how you're gonna frame and think about diabetes going forward so absolutely I love that he was so relatively chill about it yeah I mean can I get a little off topic Please, yeah. in that more specific, I guess, question is, so when you went and were diagnosed in that doctor's office, he didn't give you any insulin then and there? He was just like, no. Um, did he give you a shot? No, he had, he actually, <laughs> I think it was actually really nice. Um, I live in a really small community, um, not super small, but I live in Hood River, Oregon, and the population is like 8,000 people. So that's pretty well, small. Okay. <laughs> Sit the girls in New York. Okay, yes, that would be very small. It's probably smaller than an apartment building next door. But that being said, people know each other here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I go windsurfing with my pharmacist's daughter and whatnot. <laughs> so he knows that I'm coming in to get my insulin now. Um, but that being said, um, my doctor knew me and kind of knew my athletic lifestyle that I have. Uh and he sent me home to be with my parents first Mm -hmm. so he was like go home talk to your parents when you're all together give me a call and if you guys want to come back in tonight you can do that or you can come back in tomorrow morning um he kind of knew that we were going to go straight to a cde the next day he had already called Mm -hmm. and set one up and from there, she was going to explain how to administer insulin and what insulin okay, was gotcha. and how it all worked. But he didn't want me to necessarily just like get a bunch of insulin in my system and go home when right. I was like completely freaked yeah. out, knew yeah. nothing about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I actually never went to the hospital either. So wow. that was a that little bit different too. Yeah. Especially considering my A1C was like 14.1. That is so. wild. Like, <laughs> I didn't go to the hospital either, but I like luckily my mom went with me. And so, like, but they, I didn't have a CDE. I didn't have any of that when I was first yeah. diagnosed. They were like, here's an injection. Like, they like shot me up and like, or they wouldn't let me leave the room until I gave myself an injection. I was like, what? You right. just told me I'm a type 1 diabetic and now I have to give myself a shot? Like, SOS. So, yeah, I respect <laughs> your doctor. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I he's been it. spectacular. Um, and, you know, now it's great to have that connection in the community too, because he kind of he gets what's going on. I do work with mm-hmm. an endocrinologist now. Um, I work with Ann Peters, mm-hmm. who's down in LA. She's Shout out to Ann! Spectacular. <laughs> Never met yeah, her. Yeah, she's so amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, she's so much fun. Actually, she makes diabetes pretty fun. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, it was just uh, it was just I think kind of the reality with that situation is that. My doctor knew that just stuffing me with a bunch of shots there, I don't want to get him in trouble if this was not protocol. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we went in the next day and then he kind of got everything squared away. And then my dad and I flew to Europe. And I went racing. How'd you Europe. do in that race? That's so exciting. I actually won the race. Oh my God. Okay. So seriously, that is the lead, no, Fiona. Come on, girl. <laughs> How inspiring is that? Like, found out how you had diabetes. Your doctor was like, you do you. You went. 
and freaking won. Yeah, it was kind of a little bit nuts. Within the same week as finding out you have a chronic illness, you're like, F that, goes to Europe, wins a race, is like, continues to be sponsored and fulfill all your dreams. And like, that is the most inspirational story I think I've ever heard. It's Yes, I like have the chills. You'll like the next part then. It keeps going. That was the first year of like, okay, I went to Europe. And I did all right. I actually hadn't even told my sponsors yet before I went to Europe. And then I was doing okay in the European tour, but I was only supposed to do like two races and come home. And you need like five races in order to, you know, Qualify. get. No, it's for like the overall results because there's like the world uh, tour okay. and there's European championship tour. And um, mm-hmm. so they're like, well, why don't you just stay on and do more races? Like, you should stay here. And then I had to kind of explain the thing. I was like, well, there's this thing that I kind of got that I really don't know what's going on. And I kind of <laughs> have to go home and figure it out. Yeah. Let's investigate yeah. a little. Let's do my blood. Okay. <laughs> so then, you know, I actually got to go home and figure things out a little bit more, which is great. Um, but so I kind of went through that season. I got like a couple, you know, a couple first, you know, a lot of fifth places, top five results, whatever. The next mm-hmm. year, I won the world title. Huge. So that was pretty cool. Oh, my yeah. God. See what you can do <laughs> to get your blood sugar in check? It's someone like, in. boom. <laughs> the world. Yeah. Second world champion. Yeah. So it's amazing. And do, I have a question. Does anyone – question. Does anyone call it – like, I see it's spelled out like S-U-P. Do people call it SUP? I mean, you can. No, some people do for sure. Lane. I prefer saying stand-up paddling. I don't know, the whole what's up. <laughs> so when I was like reading about you, I was like, oh yeah, she's like a world champion in SUP. And I'm like, that sounds weird. I don't you know my boyfriend just or texts I don't me SUP, cool like, what are you doing? That. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, well actually, funny that you mentioned that. He literally just texted me that. Oh, well. um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he thinks he's cool. He's like such a little nugget. Texting me SUP. I mean, he sounds pretty cool. I know, like, yeah. who, who would have thunk? Um, <laughs> but that's wild. So, as as far as the the whole um, stand up paddleboarding world goes, like how did you enter into that arena? I've tried paddleboarding like twice and it was amazing and I loved it, but like to do it professionally, what was the driving force behind that? Um, well, I started compete. Well, I grew up windsurfing, and then I started competing in windsurfing when I was really young. Um, both my parents were windsurfers and big boat sailors, so I've always kind of been around mm-hmm. the water. Sure. On the water, yeah, mm-hmm. not kind of. We have been. Um, <laughs> and when I was um, actually, I was 14, in the local shop here, the owner of Big Wins, Steve Gates, created a kids' team for stand up paddling. And he's like, Hey guys, there's this new sport coming out called stand up paddling. I want to teach you how to stand up paddle. And there were four of us, and we're like, Okay, cool. Like, and we yeah. all went, All right. Yeah. You know, so we're like, oh, this will be super fun, something to do, like, you know, when there's mm-hmm. no wind and just, you know, kind of cruisy, hang out. Yeah, it's kind of cool that it's like a br- like a brand new sport. It's kind of yeah. cool to be on the – But none of us of thought of it as, like, racing. Right. And so then he goes, yeah. okay, so we're going to meet twice a week at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, my and God. And we're going <laughs> to paddle race sports. And there's, like, we're four teenagers, oh 6.30 in the morning all summer long. Are you kidding me? That's wild. (laughs) But we did it. And that was nine years ago. And the cool thing about it is that the program is still continued. And actually, I got to coach it last summer. Oh, my God. That was pretty special. That is so cool. 
And that's just kind of what got me started. We did a bunch of local races here. And then I started doing, you know, some races in California. And then I just kind of started climbing up the ranks in it. And then it, you know, I did well in one race. And then I, you know, stepped up to the elite field. And then I did well, (laughs) yeah, in an elite race, which is what we call the pro races, pretty much, um, the category. And then from there, it just kind of like started taking a turn for its own you know it started snowballing a little bit um I loved the training because there's all sorts of different things you can do um and you can paddle pretty much anytime when it's windy it's wavy it's no wind like you can paddle anywhere and um yeah then there started becoming more and more races as well and surf Mm -hmm. contests because I actually compete in both surfing and in racing within stand-up paddling um amazing yeah so I just fell in love with it and I was like well this is really cool I want to you know kind of see if I can do this for a while and then I got sponsored and then it you know took on from there we interrupt this episode with a word from one of our sponsors companion medical hey em I know you love staying on top of the dietech out there have you heard of the cool bluetooth insulin pen with an app called the inpen yes I've seen it on instagram doesn't it record your insulin doses and have a dose calculator that you can use yeah but it does so much more than that it's so cool it makes multiple daily injections so much easier Using dosing information sent from the pen, the app can track the insulin given, calculate doses, share therapy data with your doctor and family, and much more. Okay, that's insane. That sounds amazing. It's a must-have, and it's compatible with Humalog or Novolog insulin cartridges, available by prescription only. To simplify your MDI diabetes management, visit companionmedical.com backslash inpen. Now back to the episode. And here you are. Is it an Olympic sport yet? Not yet. There is kind of a lot of... Uh, we call it quote unquote paddle ticks, <laughs> politics that's amazing <laughs> going around at the moment uh, it's quite a heated topic because oh, along with the Olympics there are two different organizations that are kind of wow. um, fighting for the sport to get into the Olympics so both gotcha. organizations are fighting for the right direction um, it, to just see which organization ends up kind of pulling the sport into the Olympics so Crazy. yeah in the future it could be so Which we could awesome. be talking to a future Olympian. Who knows? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, to like transition this back to diabetes, because that's what brought yeah, us all sorry. together. <laughs> I am curious um, how you're managing your diabetes. I know you use the InPen from Companion Medical. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Um, I've been using their pen for about a year now. Mm-hmm. And it's been great because um, for me, I've tried using different pumps here and there. Uh, and I really like the stability that I got with a pump and the data that came along with it. But for me, always jumping in and out of the water, um, it's just easier to go with a Dexcom and then, mm-hmm. you know, have a pen that I can, you know, control the dose and um, whatnot. And so then when I came across InPen, I was like, whoa, this is like the perfect yeah. solution because it has all the data. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's a smart pen. So it's basically like having an insulin pump. It has all the same features as an insulin pump, it seems like, except there's no physical pump. Right. So for me, that was awesome because – or it is awesome <laughs> – um, because I, I wanted something that would give me more data so I could be more accurate with my injections. And actually, for me, the biggest thing is knowing how much insulin is still on board when I'm heading out in the water. Um, so I for don't sure. end up, you know, with a random low or I guess it wouldn't be random, but 
I don't. It feels random sometimes. Accidentally. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. accidentally end up with a low when now I know how much insulin is in my system before I go in the water. Exactly. Um, and on top of that, just being able to like have help um, when it comes to dosing for carbs and figuring out, you know, just having that dose calculator there is so yeah. nice and all plugged in. And, you know, having it connect to Dexcom, I think, I mean, it was amazing when Dexcom came out or when I first heard of a Dexcom and I was like, whoa, you can constantly Mm -hmm. know what your blood sugar is. That is spectacular. And now having that one step further where it's like, okay, now I constantly know what my blood sugar is. I don't prick my fingers, which is amazing. But then having all that data help build up the in-pen. So I, so there's communication between the two. You know, because insulin oh, and I blood didn't sugar. That. That's amazing. Yeah, so it'll keep track of your Dexcom as well. In the top little corner, you'll see what your current blood sugar is. And so when you oh, give yourself so insulin, nice. it'll record where your blood sugar is at that time you give yourself insulin, uh-huh. which is great because then it, you can go back and say like, okay, that yeah, that there. training mm-hmm. session went really well, or I slept really well last night. Let's see what my blood sugar was. Mm-hmm. Let's right. see what I ate for dinner, and let's see how much insulin I gave myself. And then I can mm-hmm. like what I do is I'll screenshot That's that so and cool. be like, okay, that was a really good day, or like I'll write a note, yeah. you know, in my notebook, and be like, okay, that was a super good day. Um, let's try and do more days like that. Amazing. Yeah. And it's all just like an iPhone app, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. So then it comes And it you. connects to the actual Bluetooth pen, mm-hmm. which oh, it's okay. like a filled – you can fill it with either Novolog or Humalog, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I use Humalog just because that's what my insurance covers insurance and covers, yeah. what I've always used. Um, but yeah, it, and one of the things that I really like about too is it ends up being less waste, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, with the mm-hmm. pens, you're kind of throwing out a whole pen. All the time when you're done, or putting a sharps container, but right. um, yeah, with this, it's a yeah, it. it's a new cartridge, so and it's way easier for traveling because it's a lot oh, less sure. stuff it's to like travel with. Things. Yeah, which is great. So true. Yeah, yeah, I do travel a lot. That's so awesome. yeah, and then and so how? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> you're both so polite. <laughs> you go ahead, Fiona. No, I was just gonna say that it's been really fun um, working with companion medical as well um i'm mm-hmm. you know very fortunate that they chose to work with me uh and whatnot and it's just it's cool to see a company that is so passionate about you know creating kind of a lifestyle around diabetes even though like yeah. your lifestyle is your lifestyle no matter what and i always kind of say it's like okay you're living and thriving even with type 1 diabetes and when i started the conversation with them they were like okay yeah we're on board with that and i was like <laughs> whoa that was actually the easiest sponsorship I've ever gotten. Like, that was awesome. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? And they've been so supportive of just like, hey, go out and do your thing and make sure you have the right tools to do your job. And for me, um, you know, having an in-pen is definitely one of the most important tools. So how do you – oh, sorry. Go it's, ahead, Miriam. I was just going to say it's, like, nice when all this new technology coming around, coming out surrounding diabetes is actually – helpful you know I think there's some things that sound good in theory like when you know when when I think it was like Google was putting together like a contact lens that could check your blood sugar yeah like no one wants that you know like no one really wants that we have Dexcoms like we don't need an extra contact lens but InPen is actually revolutionary and is actually changing things and for people who are on multiple daily injections 
this is really innovative. Yeah, and it seems I, like such a like, game changer. Like, I kind of wish it they is. had that when I was diagnosed of, like, SOS. Oh, it totally is. I mean, especially when you're talking about getting diagnosed. Like, okay, if you if you are, mm-hmm. if you you are do choose to do injections, um, you know, you're going to have a long acting as well. And the app will actually give me reminders of, like, hey, Time to take-, take your long acting insulin right it's now. It's so much better than your parents. <laughs> you're going to bed soon. Yeah, it's so much better than mom and dad yelling at you to take it. That's hilarious. Yeah, no offense. I love my parents. I'm totally grateful. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and then you can record it in there too. And then actually um, going one step further is Companion Medical, the the app itself generates charts based off of all of your inputs that you've been doing and all the insulin you've been giving yourself. Mm -hmm. And it links that with your Dexcom. Um, I think it goes through clarity. It's like when you go to your endocrinologist, then you print out these charts and, you know, it says percentage in range mm-hmm. um you know average insulin long acting insulin blah, blah 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 all the technical stuff that i will probably forget every name of but and <laughs> <laughs> uh, those know what i'm talking about um, exactly and then it makes it so much easier because instead of being like oh i felt this or oh i think that like i guess it would be the same as having a pump but it's just for me it's easier anyways. tube free yeah. it's all there and it's easy to bring to your doctor yeah yeah that is true Amazing. So I'm also curious, since obviously you're not wearing a pump because you have the mm-hmm. in-pen, the Dexcom, do you have issues like keeping that on since you're in the water all the time? Like, what Do you your... lose connection? I have yeah. so many what are your tips and tricks yeah. with the so, Dexcom? Um, I have basically two different systems. Um, one is a little mm-hmm. bit more complicated than the other. Uh, when I go racing, <laughs> we'll start with the, I guess, well, okay. I start, this is the new school. I won't say complicated. I'll say new school and old school. So new school okay. is when I go racing because um, I'm on a stand-up paddle race board. Um, I'm typically not in the water very much because I don't fall in that often. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or this would be... The goal is to not fall in. Yeah. <laughs> or this would be like, okay, I'm going for a run or, you know, going for a bike ride or, you know, doing anything where you're going to be mm-hmm. out in the water for or out doing something, going for a hike for a few hours. Mm-hmm. I wear a hydration pack because I pretty much always like to have water, um, whatever I'm doing. Uh-huh. It's good to stay hydrated just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the bonus <laughs> of it is that there's a bunch of pockets on my hydration pack. So when I'm paddling oh. or running, I have my phone in one pocket and then I have some kind mm-hmm. of sugar. I, a lot of times I use like mm-hmm. Cliff Bar Chomps. Um, they're called okay. I call them goo chomps, but I think they're called shop locks. And oh, I'm right. not yeah, yeah. I'm just, yes. that's what they're called. Um, and they're actually <laughs> awesome because they are little squares, and so I know exactly how many grams mm-hmm. of carbohydrates are in each square. So if square. I'm dropping, then awesome. I can like have you know one or two, or if I'm really mm-hmm. dropping, then I have three. But they're in the other pocket. So then, and then I have my pen in the back. So if for whatever reason I go super high, which typically don't give myself insulin out there but it's nice to have right mm-hmm. so then I have how everything on me stretches? so like how long is are you out there for um it depends a typical race is around an hour but I have races wow. anywhere from half hour to three hours three um, hours that's wild. yeah or you know if you go for arms <laughs> that's why I do a lot of training that makes sense I'm just yeah. picturing me I'd get stranded in the middle of the ocean and someone would have to come and get me if I can't do it anymore this is as far as I'm going <laughs> oh that's funny 
But that's so that system works so really, really well. Thought of well there's always yeah. room for improvement, but that system works well because then I have a hydration pack, I have my phone, which then talks to my watch, mm-hmm. so I can get my Dexcom readings. And right. while I'm paddling, I can look at my watch and see what's going on. Because before I had that whole, Perfect. you know, system, I was just going and guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, going yeah, rogue, so that yeah. would be the. Um, that would be like, you know, kind of, I guess you can call it the new school system. The old school system mm-hmm. is when I go surfing, which pretty much is um, I, you know, put on my wetsuit, put on whatever, you know, surf suit if it's warm. And I mm-hmm. put the same shot blocks, they're already in a package, and I put it down my wetsuit <laughs> and I paddle out. And I check my blood sugar before I go in the water. And because I'm surfing, I can't really have a hydration pack because you're getting, you know, worked in the waves. Mm-hmm. So it means I leave my phone on the beach. So then it's a lot more of like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going by feel. Uh, do I need to eat something mm-hmm. or am I good? And yeah. surfing is also a different kind of exercise. You know, there's some adrenaline. Um, it's shorter bursts of energy, whereas like racing is more mm-hmm. consistent cardio. So you end up dropping a little bit faster racing rather than surfing. So that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are basically the two systems I have. Um, But then, and it forces you to really learn your body and trust your body and get really good at sensing. Yeah, it totally does. Change it. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I don't get it right. Sometimes I end up low or sometimes I end up going high, but. um, We've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) Diabetes is not a perfect science, and anyone who says it is clearly doesn't have it because one day you can be great, and the same exact Mm -hmm. thing can happen the next day, and then it can go haywire. But there's a lot of patterns in it. It is a moving target, but it's a lot of trial and error. And with good resources like your in-pin from Companion Medical and your data from your Dexcom, it makes life so much easier, and that is why living in 2019 is so Mm -hmm. amazing. I'm just saying. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was very inspiring, Emily. Oh my God, thank you. I try sometimes I try to like <laughs> sum things up really quickly and then I'm like, oh, really glad we just did a 30 minute episode. This is what <laughs> this is the crux of it. No, that was amazing. I just got the chills. Like you're right. We're living in this like era of diabetes care that's really amazing when you think of where we were like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And obviously we all want a cure, but I think because we're not quite there yet. We're the technology we all have is pretty remarkable. So. How it long is. have you now guys who had diabetes? diabetes? Miriam. I, yeah, I've had it. I'm an oldie. So I was diagnosed old. when I was <laughs> that's very kind. I was diagnosed okay. when I was six. Um so I've had it twenty three years. Twenty three and why are you years. interviewing me? And then um <laughs> no, you're as inspirational. Because, More like, why am I on this podcast? <laughs> no, it's interesting. No, I think God. you know, having lived with it my whole life, it's a very different. I have a very different view right. of it than people who have diagnosed later. And like, I kind of saw diabetes in the olden days and how right. weird management was. So it's interesting to hear from people like who are kind of born into the diabetes world That's true. As it's it a is completely now. different perspective so like I, I learned, but I have so much admire yeah. you know everything that you've gone through and like all honestly all of your patience to go through those different steps um right so Miriam <laughs> just got you just got on a Dexcom what like four years how long ago I don't know I mean 
I can't even remember, to be honest. Probably like six years. Like, I don't know. I, whenever the Dexcom 3 was out or 4. I think I got on a Dexcom G4, and that was five years ago. So I was diagnosed. Yeah, probably the before I started. Because then I was, I was on Medtronic right. sensors before that, but those weren't as accurate as they are nowadays. So I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that within the grand scheme of my diabetes lifetime, it's only in the last like five years that I've really I know, I'm lucky technology. because I was diagnosed five years ago. So yeah, um, yeah there yeah. you go. Actually, pretty Perfect similar timing. to me then. Yeah, I was close. 20 years old and uh, mm-hmm. you head back to season one, episode one to hear my uh, <laughs> my slide into diabetes and Christy, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to it. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't a, like, I, that yeah. was me plugging an episode. You're doing great. No, I, um, I actually Chris- do want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> Oh, shucks. Amazing. Chrissy, our, uh, our previous co-host, my previous co-host, uh, was also diagnosed at 18. So she um, was graduating high school when she was diagnosed mm-hmm. as well. And hers was a lot scarier and involved a coma oh and God. a lot of drama. But she's good now, and that's what matters. Um, yes. And, well, I'm, I'm going to, like, leave us off on that note. Fiona, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This has been so yeah. inspirational. Thank you. Um, I'm so impressed by you, and it's really nice to have yeah, you. Yeah, thank yes. you so much. Wow. I'm very excited to, you know, even if this is the way we're meeting each other, so f- happy to meet you, and thank you for taking the time to speak with me. And yes. um, yeah, it's very cool. I love what you guys are doing, and I just think that we love what you're doing. <laughs> it's just a big love fest. Yeah. So follow Fiona yes. on Instagram at Fiona underscore wild. That's wild. W Y L D E. Um, she is dope. You can see all of her amazing technology gadget situations and, uh, her amazing paddleboard. And yeah. Stuff. Okay, Miriam, stop trying to make stuff happen. Uh, <laughs> and I'm still not cool enough. So follow her there. Follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals, on Facebook at pancreas pals pp, or slide into our emails, uh, pancreas pals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing your ideas for episodes and who you want us to interview next. And we are super excited yeah. to see how Fiona continues to slay as a diabetes and continue being a kick-ass lady. Um, <laughs> we can't thank you enough. This has been so cool. And I'm so excited to see what yes. everyone thinks because everyone's going to be in awe of you. You're so dope. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you guys so much. It was super fun. And I can't wait to, um, yeah, share this podcast with all of you guys as well. So it'll be great. Woo-hoo. Okay. Have a great rest Woo-hoo. of the week, everyone. All right. Bye.